Numbers chapter 14, verses 1 through 8. That night, all the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this desert. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and he will give it to us. Hi there, thanks for joining with us again today. Uh, we've entered a new stage of lockdown, I think, over these last few days, haven't we, as we begin to edge out to whatever the new normal will look like. Um, and I think that's been the first of three kind of main phases during lockdown. Uh, the first phase, of course, when we began lockdown back in March was a crazy time, wasn't it, where we were all suddenly kind of thrown out of normal and all trying to work out which way was up, trying to work out how on earth we cope with a new way of living. Uh, and there was a sense of adrenaline in those early days, a sense of all being in it together. Of course, for some of us, they were devastating days uh, because we were battling with the virus ourselves and some I know are still facing the consequences of it. Uh, but of course, for some of us, we lost those we love uh, and the grief and the ache of having to do that in isolation they were difficult days. And then around Easter time, there was a new phase, wasn't there, of lockdown, where after the adrenaline of the kind of first few weeks, there was a sense of it settling down, but settling down to a, a kind of flatness, where we all began to realize collectively that this is actually quite hard, uh, that this is not gonna go away anytime soon, and we needed to develop sustainable ways of living. We needed to have patterns that worked uh, and we needed to get ourselves through this in a healthy way. And for many of us, I know through those weeks, there's been days where we felt really low, really down, just struggle. And for others, there's been times where we can't wait for whatever to get out of this lockdown. And then I think in the last few days, week or so, there's been a new stage, hasn't there? where it's becoming clear that we are edging our way out of lockdown and, uh, and we're beginning to kind of get back to some semblance of normal, whatever that means. And a word that I've heard a lot in these last kind of few days and week or so is the word flux. How do we live in a time of flux? Because that word flux simply means a time of change and uncertainty. Uh, and we're all in that where nothing is definite and we don't yet know what the new normal will exactly look like it's a time of flux how do we cope with that how do we live in these days well that's what i want to think about for a few minutes and we're going to use uh, reflect on that story from the bible that was read earlier an amazing encounter where god's people are in flux they were slaves in egypt 
and have been set free from slavery and for years have been walking around the wilderness trying to get to the land that they've been promised and they're now on the edge of the land but they're not yet there yet and 12 spies have been sent in to do a recce of the land and they've just reported back and there's two reactions to this time of flux where they're not yet where they will be but they're also no longer where they were and I think there's two reactions there that are relevant for us today, which can be illustrated by the act of the flying trapeze in the circus. You know, we've all seen that act where somebody is swinging on a trapeze and then they're swinging and at one point they then let go of that trapeze and then for a moment they're in midair holding on to nothing before they then grab on to the other swing or are grabbed on themselves held on by somebody else there's three stages to that there's the first swing where they're kind of merrily swinging along then they let go there's that moment of flux in midair where they're not holding on anymore to anything before they then grab on and are held safe I think those phases are worth reflecting on as we look again at this Bible passage. Because let me read to you verse 2 of Numbers chapter 14. Because for some of those people in flux, their reaction is astonishing. Let me read verse 2. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we died in Egypt or in this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Now these people, uh, in flux, they're the ones who always look back to how things were. Because there was a sense of certainty about the past, a sense of structure, a sense of pattern, a sense of control and even safety. Now of course, for them it wasn't safe at all. They're even saying if only we died in Egypt. They know the past was brutal and grim, but they'd rather that than the uncertainty of what is coming. Why? Because there's a certainty about the old. And I guess for some of us, that's how we're feeling. At least back before lockdown, things, there was an element of control, we thought. Uh, we knew where we were at in our relationships. Uh, our jobs seemed secure. The economy was all right. Uh, there was a sense of structure and pattern to life that we just knew how we were doing. Uh, and now, well, in flux, we're not there anymore. We've left that trapeze. The safety, the security is gone. Uh, and what I've heard, uh, reading about this flying trapeze act, there's something really dangerous at that moment. The most dangerous thing that the trapeze artist can do is to not let go properly of the trapeze. You can imagine, can't you? If you're swinging in midair and you're about to swing and jump onto the new trapeze, but it, how tempting it would be to sort of slightly cling on and not let go properly of the old because at least it's secure and safe. And I guess that's the important thing for God's people they're grumbling because they want to get back to how things were but they're of course forgetting that that has now gone it is no more and no matter how much they may wish it was actually that trapeze is gone and there's an element for some of us 
of at this moment we long for the certainty but we'll only get the certainty if we really let go of what has gone because there's a different reaction to that because there's two other men who have a very different perspective in this Caleb and Joshua they're part of the 12 spies that have gone to do a recce of the land the other 10 are freaking out because it it looks terrifying this new land and they're not sure whether they can actually take it but Caleb and Joshua have a very different perspective let me read verse 6 Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephunneh who were among those who had explored the land tore their clothes when they heard the reaction the grumbling and said to the entire assembly the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good if the Lord's pleased with us he'll lead us into that land a land flowing with milk and honey and will give it to us you see they're not looking back to the certainty of old with rose-tinted glasses. No, they are looking forwards to the potential and the opportunity of the new. There, if you like, they've left the trapeze. They're quite happy to let go of that trapeze. And they're in midair, excited, ready to grab onto the new trapeze. And of course, there are some of us that are like that. Yeah, we don't want things to return to how they were. We're love change and we're expectant to what's ahead we're excited there's a there's a relief that it's something new is coming and for some of us we look forward to those opportunities of what may be ahead the way society might change the way that church will have to adapt and there'll be some new things we'll need to do or for us as individuals in our relationships opportunities to change there's some excitement there that we are looking forward to but of course there's something important for us as well and do you see what it is they're not there yet the new is not yet here <laughs> it's still only a glimpse in their mind they've not really got there yet and so I guess the question is is there a way to be able to have both the certainty and safety of the old whilst embracing the potential and the opportunity of the new and I think this passage shows us there really is. Let me read to you some key words that Joshua and Caleb said. Verse 8. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and he will give it to us. You see, there's a way to have both the certainty and embrace the opportunity. And it's those words, if the Lord is pleased with us. You see, it's not to do with them. It's to do with who holds them. And do you see that if you imagine the trapeze swinging? We've let go of the old. We've had to. And for a moment, there's been a mixture of fear and exhilaration where we've had nothing to grab onto. And then suddenly, the other swing comes and they've grabbed us. That sense of certainty and security is certain and confident. Why? Because we know who's the one grabbing us. If the Lord is pleased with us. And I guess the question is, how do we know if the Lord's pleased with us? <laughs> and I want to turn our attention to a verse in the New Testament, summarising all that Jesus did. 
In the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 8, we read some beautiful words which tells us how God sees you and how God sees me. Romans 5, verse 8. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There's something really important in there that highlights something. While we were still sinners, we read. In other words, there's a mess within all of us. We've all got stuff, and I don't know about you, certainly during lockdown, I've had all sorts of issues in my own life suddenly come to the surface. All sorts of bad habits, all sorts of things come to the fore. We realise all of us have got stuff, got mess. Stuff where we ignore God. And yet, God didn't leave us like that. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that therefore shows that we can look to a moment in history where we know without a shadow of a doubt that God is pleased with us. Not because we're special, but because Christ died for us. On that moment where Jesus died on that cross, dealing with all of our stuff, paying the price for our mess. And so God looks at him and therefore we know that we're forgiven, we're free, that he is for us, he's pleased with us. And so friends, how can we therefore embrace this future with certainty and confidence? Because we know the one who's grabbing us, who's got us, the God who is for you and for me, the one who gave his son to die for you, for me. And all we simply need to do is to recognise we need him. To say, I'm so sorry for living without you, God. For all that mess, forgive me. And I want to cling on to you now. And when we do that, we have both the trustworthiness that it's safe. And also the opportunity of what's in store in the future. And don't we all want that? as we move forwards over these coming days. We need to know that the future is safe, secure, but we also want to know that the future is a land flowing with milk and honey. And friends, it's because of Jesus we can know that for certain. So that in this time of flux, regardless of whether we have big questions about what the future will look like for us, whether our relationships really do need patching up and some attention, or, or whether we're uncertain about what our jobs will look like, or we're uncertain about our health, we can leap forwards with confidence, knowing that actually it's not our ability to hold on, it's the one who grabs us, the God of eternity who gave his son for you and for me, so that we can embrace the future with certainty and the opportunities ahead, because he is trustworthy. Friends, in a time of flux, we can embrace what's ahead because God holds it and he holds us too. Let's pray together using the words on the screen. Let's be still. And you may like to pray these words out loud. Father God, we thank you for the good things in our past. And we thank you for the good things up ahead. Lord, forgive us for the times we've lived without you. Forgive us for the times where we have been our own gods. 
Forgive us our sin, we pray. And may we cling on to you, knowing that you hold the future and therefore we can be confident and safe. Thank you, Lord. Amen.